Welcome to CTRM Radio, home of the official podcast of Commodity Technology Advisory and your source for information on all matters related to CTRM. This is Gary Vasey with Comtech Advisory, and you're listening to another edition of CTRM Radio. Today's topic is the disaggregation of CTRM, and we'll be talking with Bob Stilwell of Capco, Richard Williamson and Bruce Tozer of Gen 10, and Simon Piercy of CTRM Cubed. Let's get started with Patrick talking to Bob Stilwell at Capco. When we look at the disaggregation of those CTRM systems and what we're seeing out there with our clients and solutions that they're typically providing a transparent view of complex portfolios, energy producers, energy suppliers, you know, large energy consumers and other companies that might have significant commodity price ex- uh, exposures. Those CTRM systems that are aiding both the front office, middle risk management, and those back offices, if we look at those things and how they're typically broken up into the deal management, compliance and reporting and analytics space, we're seeing that there's an appetite for technical infrastructures to be more readily adaptable and flexible as uh, businesses change and to scale and then to quickly right-size you know, what their critical systems are. So the desire to enable those companies to be more data-powered versus data-generating, you know, we think that's a huge driver. Right. And for this, you know, as it pertains for trading, requires the ability to quickly access only the, the critical data, the risks, the analytics needed to drive those real-time trading decisions Versus, you know, in typical uh, systems, reporting on what's really just occurred in the past. And so, you know, the, the push for agility and the ability to quickly drill down into those leading indicators uh, that's going to drive better decisions faster. And because of this, you know, we're seeing an interest in more of an ecosystem approach to CTRM, connecting multiple specialized systems and data sources across and positioning their technologies to better drive value from their data. And typically, this is all ideally housed in the cloud, you know, with the ability to utilize existing investments, you know, made to legacy TRM systems. As we kind of examine that a little bit, you know, most, most companies by now have a pretty good handle on what their cloud migration strategies are. And at minimum, they're adopting at least a hybrid scenario, but most are moving towards that that cloud-first mentality, which will reduce their overall capital expenditures, you know, hardware, data centers, and the supports thereof. And so with these types of decisions on how their organizations are are adopting those cloud-based strategies, the SaaS models for solutions have really become an important topic since most companies, as they as they make that path into the cloud first, you know they don't want to go right back to buying bundled software that they're going to have to install systems and then maintain them and, and do all the patches that you see the benefits from cloud. So they'd much prefer uh, the potential of a software as a service model that allows you know resources in their organization the ability to focus more on how to make a real impact to their organization and drive those business objectives instead of having to support and maintain systems day in and day out. I mean, that's that's your bread and butter, you know, cloud, you know, strategies. 
Then if you add into that, what should be really the next player as far as in the commodity space and the thing that it may as well be its own commodity, and that's, that's data itself. Companies are now collecting, storing, analyzing, and you know, they protect their data at all costs. As everybody will say, you know, data is not new, and you're right, it's not. It's always been that critical success factor in business, but what's happening across all companies through the advancement of technology is now with all the sensors and, and devices and everything else that have become smart, everything is now generating some sort of data. And with that, the pool of information, which just, you know, in the older days was just a small puddle of information, it's now grown into a huge ocean. And so companies that best understand how to tap into that information and leverage business decisions, insights, those are the ones that are going to be best positioned for success and growth. We walk the path of digital transformation in corporate enterprises. It's also led to the question of how to access that ocean of information in order to best impact your day-to-day operations. Realizing that any company has many more moving parts than just the CTRM systems, we're now seeing a big uptick in systems integration activities with our clients, you know, leveraging us to tie all their systems back together. And it's, it's those types of integrations that allow corporate resources that have ready, ready access to data lakes, the ability to start building reports, create beautiful visuals and gain insights and, and strategic decisions that will save time, minimize incidents, reduce costs, drive efficiencies, all those good things. And so here at Capco, we have teams that regularly develop customer connect groups to allow systems to talk. But again, as technology is advanced, there's also new tools like MuleSoft to provide near out-of-box capabilities to patch all these various systems together, and really to start collaborating and sharing that data. So here at Capco, we're a MuleSoft partner, and our teams can now quickly and easily bring disparate systems together that would previously require some extremely timely and complex compilation and consolidation of various data pools and sources in order to get to the exact same result. And it's those types of integration capabilities that companies are now leveraging to bring that whole picture into view. Being able to tie everything together, act on the information, and be agile is really what we're seeing is driving those results. And so with all of that, as I circle back, you know, all this leads, you know, to the point that the disaggregation, when you're considering that CTRM solutions, may make sense for your organization because now you can break it apart and you can go out there and find what's the best of breed solutions that will support your front, middle, and back office. And then you can seamlessly integrate them all back together to emulate what could be very well the best CTRM solution for your organization. And then other disruptors, you know, to this community, they also lie in the Salesforce space. And so our teams have also been working together with a number of organizations to bring not just the CTRM solutions, but the whole enterprise organization together, which provides that complete 360 view of everything that's going on. And this is from employees to clients to transactions and reports to support of all the various systems. And the next generation of these solutions is now pulling all these systems together into one single view, which allows 
your organization to be connected and just drive results across the, the complete enterprise. And so while we may be initially focused on breaking apart those monolithic CRMs systems, what I really believe that next trend is, is how we're going to break it apart, but yet tie it all back together and provide that 360 view of everything at once. But with limited time here, maybe that's something we can talk about next time. And so hopefully this has offered you a little bit of insights into what you know we're seeing out in the market. I really appreciate uh, the chance to connect with you today. You mentioned MuleSoft is one of the tools there to help kind of bring the, the various pieces back together again. And then you also mentioned Salesforce. And again, that's kind of the, the data interrogation capability that may not necessarily reside within the ETRM, CTRM systems, or it can also reach out across the organization into the other systems. Did, did I get that right? Yeah, that's absolutely right. You know, with, with MuleSoft, what, what you've typically been able to do and you know, with all systems integration softwares, you know, if there are APIs that are exposed, you can build those couplers to allow systems to talk. But MuleSoft has just made that very easy. And so there are ways to connect SAP to various, you know, other systems in a matter of minutes or hours, whereas previously it might take weeks in order to couple those types of systems together. And MuleSoft is not just focused on SAP, it's allowing all types of systems to connect together, which will allow you to integrate and leverage all the data that's being collected in these various uh, systems, you know, to talk. And then at the same time, with Dreamforce's last year, that 360 view became the, the big topic of conversation as Salesforce has grown and leveraged and positioned itself to the market you know, that 360 view, it connects from the start to finish the entire organization and giving all employees and then all of their clients the ability to have access and see everything from one view. And so I really feel like that 360 view of an organization, if you can bring all those things together and drive the right insights efficiencies and communications and customer success across your organization, that's where you're going to really make a huge impact to your organization. I also talked to Richard Williamson and Bruce Tozer of Gen 10. Here's what they had to say. Um, I don't think we are seeing the demise of it yet. Um, we should be. People are, people are talking about it, whether any of the larger companies have actually made the shift yet. They need to replace old technology. They, you know, you need flexibility, you need functionality, the ability to adapt more quickly. The large old tech monolithic systems, they can't cut it because of the, the problems in the past. They're very concerned about, you know, switching costs. If something else comes along later on, will it cost me millions to get out of it? I think these are all very real and understandable concerns. The main thing is that you're not spending months getting servers ready on premise and doing all of that kind of thing. You're offering them username, password and some training that you can deploy changes without real interruption with your clients. They, um, they can look at entry level products, sort of specific areas of the functionality they want to bring in, get used to that, do proof of concepts around key functionalities and then gradually migrate to a more integrated set of solutions, which what we're seeing is a lot of desire for 
better operational risk management, yet integrated with financial risk management. They don't necessarily want to take the risk of jumping in and doing that all at the same time. So it's a staged evolutionary migration, functionality by functionality. And you have what we're seeing is collaborative build and buys. So people working with smaller companies to develop solution which really works for them, albeit off a standardized framework. But it, it's more of a, a collaborative development and they have a stake in the outcome rather than off the shelf with a very, very heavy implementation. I think what we've seen in some of the things we've done recently, Richard, is if you've done that consultation with all the key stakeholders in developing the actual front-end applications, when it comes to implementation, you've got more people who've got a stake in it, who've helped shape it, albeit we're, we're customizing it off a very standard framework and product offering. When it comes to you looking for a collaborative angle, it tends to be because of the past experience where requested changes or new features are not so forthcoming from, from those older technology platforms. It, it's very difficult to deploy new functionality on-premise. That's the world that they're familiar with. They're saying, well, we want to work with vendors who can help us uh, move with the times as they change tomorrow. Major companies looking for a more flexible approach, but with a 50 to 60% reduction in cost and greater functionality, you know, are looking for and expecting a lot more from their systems and whether they break it down piece by piece or go with a more integrated approach from day one, that's what's driving it. I think one of the challenges facing large CTM users with monolithic structures is all of their internal resources are used to working with that system. In a sense, that's their experience and that's what they're comfortable with. There is a cultural issue and it's a people issue of how do you get the right skills and resources and the right level of confidence to move away from an integrated approach with a very large company but with a very difficult cost structure to something which is lighter and more flexible and has perceived risk in it. If you take, for example, and you mentioned before about, uh, well, how, how do you get started and saying, well, find ring, ring fence one particular area and see if you can handle that and then integrate back into the larger systems and do it in uh, sort of module by module. If, if you take, for example, you know, contract management, I, I was quite surprised seeing, hearing that you would have your deal capture in your CTRM system, but you wouldn't necessarily expect it to be printing out creating the contract for counter-signature. And that was either done completely offline or by another system altogether. There's one of those things that you can use to get started. You would use our contract manager, for example, that does everything you need for the deal capture and your costings and, and your scheduling for later on for planning your logistics and things, but also goes through the governance and the compliance checks with legal and credit checks in order to email that digitally signed PDF directly to your counterparty and chase the signature. That, that's add-on functionality to what they would have uh, with the current CTRM. If you have that and integrate the main touch points through to your operations, then that's one way of gradually moving forward, right? 
I mean, if you take what uh, the, the likes of Trade Sparrow are doing, I mean, that, that's another really good example. Because they found it uh, historically difficult to organize and standardize how different locations, different geographies issue their contracts and report their purchases and sales. Trade Sparrow go through the... the the process of trying to map and standardize in a central place without necessarily tackling the really difficult job all the way upstream, but providing the centralized risk manager with something that he can then use and have some some charts and visibility across. I think it also means there's a new breed of vendor evolving and that large corporates who traditionally wouldn't have looked at smaller, more nimble vendors are open-minded about that. And the challenge for the smaller vendors is to find the key to opening up big clients and big contracts. Uh, and I think that's a challenge both for the purchasers and for the vendors. And uh, I think there could be Trojan horse products, added functionality which the, the, the large providers find difficult to deliver, but are coming, becoming critical for the traders. Those are entry products, which those are the sorts of things we can successfully develop. And you could sell a lot of contract management and other ones, these, these sorts of things. Our role in this is, is, is by continuing to churn out these smaller apps that can talk to each other uh, and other systems, tackle these very interesting and challenging problems that are in front of us. I also spoke with Simon Piercy of CTRM Cubed about the issue. Yeah, so if you think about where I came from, we tried to put some software together. There was a certain style of, of software that we've seen in the past, a big monolithic application. And yeah, I think in the industry, you have to think about ways to, to, to break out of that cycle. And my experience previously is that we tried to bring a sort of technology component to it by building, for example, a web-based application based on the technology of the time. And, and our view was that the, the biggest systems there weren't agile enough. They were stuck in this cycle of changes taking an awful long time to implement. I don't think it's really acceptable for a vendor to come to a, a client and say, well, you know, we might have to wait nine to 18 months to get a, a small change delivered. And the reason for that really is just because the systems have become large. They've become complex. You need a lot of skilled experience to, to make them work. Ultimately, we need to break out of that cycle somewhat. So I think the technologies are coming to the fore that allow you to kind of slowly migrate from the monolithic application into a more versatile application. So there's a lot of investment has gone into these big systems. I don't think anybody's just going to get rid of them overnight. And we talk about an ecosystem, but a lot of the benefits that you get from that really be able to meld the different components from different vendors to actually produce a quicker and simpler implementation that ultimately allows you to speed up that very extended process that we might have seen in the past for getting changes done um, into a much more slicker, much more kind of delivery focused outcome. A little bit of software to glue the things together. You, your integration piece starts to become much more straightforward because essentially that integration piece can be kind of really tricky. You know, if we can start to reduce that down to a handful of lines of code rather than a really complicated specification and, and, and months and months of effort, you can start to see now how a kind of componentized infrastructure really starts to become very doable. So I think 
that these types of technologies, the APIs, the cloud-based technologies, are something we're going to see a lot more of. And, you know, hopefully a lot more vendors will start to support these things. And a lot, hopefully this concept of an ecosystem where you're not tied into a single vendor forever, hopefully these things start to become a reality. And, and, and part of what we're doing is really a first step towards that. One of the things that we're advocating is, and I think this will be a first, is uh, you go to the website, you, you sign up, you put some basic details in, and then you can start using the software straight away. So you can get developer version, and you can start to actually use the software. And really, the, the main difference is that you can start to set these environments up in, in seconds and minutes rather than weeks and months. And that will change the way that the procurement, these um, systems and services will work in the future because there was always a big hurdle in the past. Even if you had more straightforward system that wasn't too complex, usually you were looking at a, a minimum two or three year um, license fee commitment, that sort of thing. Well, we're not going to do that. We're going to basically make it a, a monthly model. With that approach, the, the, the nature of the relationship you have with procurement changes because, I mean, in essence, the, the, the implementing organization isn't on the hook for six figures or seven figures from the moment they sign. They're on the, the hook for, for a much smaller amount. If they like the system, great, they use it. If they don't like the system, then that's fine. There's no extensive commitment there. That is going to be a bit of a game changer in the industry because all of a sudden got the concept of a sort of switch on and go system okay it might not have absolutely everything in it you might still have a little bit of work to do to put some interfaces in place but nonetheless you can get started straight away you know that's going to be a real benefit from for, for some of the smaller customers and also maybe the bigger enterprises as well they've got a new requirement they've moved into a new market they're trading a new product or they just some, want something really simple to, to to even if it's just to assist in their implementation of a, of a separate system assist in some other aspect of their business you know they don't have the time to wait for their own vendors to change the software they can just change they can just implement a basic system get off and running with it and they might find over time that that just works great for them and they might find over time that maybe um, you know they need their vendors to, to to change the software but it just opens up that different that whole different model i think that'll be of interest to uh, to the sector if you've actually got a a base system that people can use you've got a you've got an api that allows them to be able to write their own um, custom components that kind of manipulate the basic information in whichever way they choose. And you can do it at a low enough cost where it's not a big uh, financial disincentive for them to do it, then there's going to be a, a market opportunity there. And don't forget that it takes a long time to write software and there's an awful lot of costs associated with any ongoing support of the systems. Um, so to be able to take an off-the-shelf component customize it to your needs integrate it with your own models in your own systems i think that there's there's um, a real opportunity there the cloud deployment the opportunity of more extensive uh, apis opens up the, the idea of um, bringing maybe a disparate group of vendors together to actually collaborate on building solutions that that, that meet a, a wider range of needs uh, rather than just having a, a single vendor that you sort of committed to come what may because you've had to commit an awful lot of time to, a, to, to an initial implementation. And finally, Patrick and I spent some time looking at the issue as well. 
I think based on the, the conversations we've had with uh, both end-user companies and with uh, consulting firms, we are seeing considerable interest in developing via the, the newly available cloud-based API tools that are, are becoming the vogue these days, really breaking out some of the core capabilities of those uh, monolithic CTRM, ETRM systems into more discrete web services or smaller packages of functionality that don't necessarily rely on the underlying vendor of, of that, that monolithic ETRM, CTRM system. And, you know, I think they're doing this for several reasons. They're trying to kind of take control of their own destiny in terms of being able to bring in new capabilities and not rely so much on the on the vendors. And then also, I think they're looking to kind of stabilize where they're at with that underlying system and not go through constant upgrades is, you know, they're still going to be required at some point to upgrade in the future, but continuously take new releases from those uh, vendors. It becomes a very expensive proposition for them if they can skip one or two or three of those and still get the functionality they need outside of that core system. Again, using some of these API tools that are, are now available. I, I think that really is, has found uh, um, quite a bit of attraction in the marketplace, and we are seeing not only attraction, but traction in, in developing those strategies. And it seems to be as much about keeping costs down as well as increasing agility, i.e. If, you, if you're working with a very large piece of software that's very difficult to maintain, very difficult to upgrade, now we're offered an alternative scenario which allows you to incrementally, with some agility, add some incremental functionality. Um, it look, begins to look a bit like our white paper CTRM as an architecture that we put out a couple of three years ago. Yeah, and I think that that kind of horizontal integration is really the one of the more interesting aspects of this. When we talk about vertical integration, we talk about, you know, trading, the marketing of, of commodities. That that tends to be a bit of a silo. But when you are able to start doing some of that horizontal integration using things like, you know, Salesforce integration tools, that becomes a, an interesting prospect. And, and you really start being able to talk about things like enterprise risk management at that point without doing lots of very detailed and, and tedious data model reviews and, and trying to pull out and transform data out of those ETRM systems in order to get that horizontal or that that enterprise view of risk. So, to me, that that's one of the more interesting aspects. But for me, it's also as a, back to the the agility, the increased agility, and, and keeping the cost down. So, I mean, it doesn't matter if I'm running on a vendor solution or I'm running on an internally developed solution. If I need to to bring in some incremental functionality to keep up with some regulation or a, a new business requirement, then I can do that by bringing in a, a, a cheap service from a from a vendor or developing it as a service myself and using APIs, as you say, to hook that into my CTRM, ETRM solution, then I've just given myself a much faster way to to adapt to market changes and kept my cost down. In the longer term, it may even offer a route to get off that particular CTRM, ETRM platform uh, incrementally. That makes it, I think, more interesting if you can kind of reduce your reliance on that that central system and scale down your your usage of that to just transaction capture and, and and transaction management, the golden record, if you were, that becomes an easier thing to replace if you can 
kind of redirect those APIs that you've established outside of uh, that that ETRM CTRM system. So I think cost is is clearly a consideration. All I think all organizations are becoming much more cost conscious. They're not looking at spending 20, 30, 40 million dollars to get an ETRM CTRM system. They're looking for a different approach. You know, we're probably what I would consider and version 2.0 of this disaggregation model. The first one in my mind was the old TIPCO models, uh, which clearly didn't prove out to uh, meet the promise that they made uh, and were, frankly, magnitudes larger in terms of cost versus what we're able to do today with some of these these web-based API tools and uh, ETTL tools. It's all kind of wrapped around the same concept of break things apart and, and create these smaller services that are more easily updated, uh, more consumable, uh, more customizable, and potentially at a lower cost than relying on that uh, large centralized enterprise-scale system. Once again, this is Gary Vesey with Comtech Advisory for CTRM Radio. Thank you for joining us for this edition. Hope you found it useful. Check back for the next in about uh, four to six weeks' time. And thank you again for listening. Bye-bye. You've been listening to CTRM Radio, a podcast by leading industry analysts, Commodity Technology Advisory. You can find more information about us at ComTechAdvisory.com and much more news, views, research, and information on CTRM at the CTRM Center at CTRMCenter.com. Thank you for joining our presenters, managing partners Patrick Reams and Gary M. Basie and their guests today, and we hope to see you on a future edition of CTRM Radio.